0: otherwise known as Dr. Amy. And this podcast is the most important medicine. If you're a physician or healthcare provider, this podcast is for you. This is where we learn about trauma-informed medicine and ways to build resilience of healthcare organizations. And we do this through stories, the stories of yours and other professionals and patients. We listen to each other to transform medicine with compassion and curiosity about what it means to be a trauma-informed practice or provider. Every time you join me, I want you to hear practical information and leave with tangible tools you can use with patients right away. So that is exactly what we're diving into today. It's a little short session with myself, and I wanted to talk with you just a little bit about building your village. And I'm going to use the analogy of a house. If you are a physician or early educator or someone who's worked with me in a learning collaborative or at a retreat, you will recognize the approach that I use called building the circles of support. And really, we think about this when we talk to patients or clients or families that we work with, in terms of really building out that village for them. Uh, their primary circle, which is like their no matter what people, their secondary circle, who we sometimes refer to as the backup team, and then their Systemic levels of support groups of people that they know and like and trust, or communities they belong to, or cultural groups they belong to, or even systems that are supporting them. But I thought I would dive a little deeper today into this idea of creating villages and why it's important. Really, the only way we build resilience is through connection and relationship. It's not about grit, it's not about perseverance or just sticking with things the way to build resilience is through connected relationships. And so I'm gonna take you down a little personal path. Something I've been thinking about a lot as I think about my own circle of support in my life. And maybe it's a good way for you as someone who works in healthcare or with families and children can really begin to think about how we build relationships in our life to help us thrive and grow and feel supported. So um, for just a moment, If you can, if you're not driving, of course, close your eyes and I want you to imagine a little house. And this sweet little house is just yours. And imagine your house has a beautiful front porch and a swing and some rocking chairs on the porch. And then outside the porch, there's this little yard with a garden and your yard is surrounded by little white fence. Well, inside your house, it has limited space, in fact, you have this adorable little kitchen nook where you can sit and have coffee with a close friend or, or maybe two or three friends. And then that porch that I was describing, it has three chairs um, and a little swing for visitors. So you might be able to have three or five people on your porch to have some lemonade or if you're in the South, some sweet tea and just chat for the afternoon. On a beautiful day, you can invite more friends to your place and have a picnic or a small barbecue in your yard and sit on blankets. It all sounds really beautiful, right? Well, what if I told you all of a sudden you have to host 15 people inside or crowd 30 people on that front porch? Or what if you were like me at times and feel like, you know, everybody kind of deserves a spot at the kitchen nook when really they might be better suited as a picnic friend or, Maybe you're like other people that I know who are like, I don't even know who my kitchen nook friends are. I don't even know if I have two or three really close friends. Like in the circle of support, we would call that the primary circle. I want us to just begin thinking about this with a little bit more intention. It might not feel as intimate as you intended if all of a sudden there are 12 spots available at the kitchen nook, right? It doesn't feel as close, especially if you're just trying to have coffee and talk, and then all of a sudden a dozen people needed your attention. So I want you to think about this house like your village. And I want you to build that house, like building a village with intention and nurturing, not just for the people, right? Because often when we're helpers, whether we're teachers or educators or doctors or nurses, colleges, we're really good at helping others. We're really good about making space, but we don't always like require that space be given to us back in return. So I'm kind of taking this idea of the circle of support and expanding it to a more personal level so that we as professionals can really think about this with intention. You know, I don't know about you, but I have limited time and energy. I have busy kids and daughter who's graduating and a full life and a husband I want to spend time with. And that means there's only room for a few people at the nook and only small gatherings on my front porch. and Well, like the things that are happening out in the yard, not unsimilar to um, the party I'm having for my daughter's graduation, those only happen a few times a year where I have big gatherings with all of my village. But I would say that in the past, and and, and not too distant past, if I'm honest, I made the mistake of inviting people into my house, into the little kitchen nook that's saved for intimacy and and conversation when they really maybe should be front porch friends or maybe even front porch friends who should have been maybe backyard barbecue friends you don't know a, a better way to describe this that's why i'm working with this analogy but it does require a little deciphering um, so i've been thinking a lot about who really who do i want at that kitchen nook who do i have time for Who also gives that back to me in return? Like not just people that I feel obligated to show up for, but people I want to show up for and people who want to show up for me without hesitation. And so I've been playing around with some definitions and I would love to hear your feedback. You can always email me, amy at draimyllc.com. Tell me all the things you love or don't love about this analogy. Um, But here's my, my first crack at it your kitchen nook friends, right? The, the little sweet corner in your kitchen where you might just have coffee and get caught up. These are, to me, these are my no matter what people. These are, other than my husband, of course, these are my girlfriends that I could call day or night. They would drop anything for me and they would show up for me fiercely. And I just realized, even as I was speaking just now, I said, my husband, of course, That's not true for all of you. And I want to acknowledge that, that sometimes your partner or your spouse is not your no matter what person. You may be in a relationship that feels stressful or strained or has trauma involved in it or hurt. I 100% acknowledge that. For me, my husband's at that nook, right? He has a very special place. And that is my kitchen nook definition. These are people who have a very special place, who I have earned that place with them, and they have earned that place with me. But what I've gotten really good at deciphering is they really have to earn it, and I really have to earn it. And I have to work every day to, or not every day, but frequently, right, to maintain that spot at the table. Meaning, not that I have to prove it, but I have to nurture that friendship. I have to Ask about them, think about them, check in with them. That's what it means to me. So, these women who are at my kitchen nook, at the little table where we might have a glass of wine or coffee, they show up for me, for my children, for anything really. There's no judgment. I don't feel like I have to like have my house nice and cute and fancy and clean for them to come over. I might have laundry out. I might have dirty dishes. I might not have cleaned my house. I might be an absolute train wreck. I might look a mess, no makeup, just sweaty, um, unkempt, whatever, but they don't care. They are my allies and they are my confidants and they will sit with me in my pain in my joy, they will laugh with me, they will hug me when I'm overwhelmed, they will cheer for me in my success, they will show up for my kids. Um, They're the people I put on my kids' (laughs) documents at school, in case of emergency, if I'm not available or my husband's not available, call this person. They have seen me at my worst, they have seen me at my best. So those are what I'm calling my kitchen nook friends. Now, there may be some of you that are listening that are like, oh, no, I do not even know if I have kitchen nook friends. Okay, we're going to come back to that, right? Just give me a moment on this. I know that there are some of you that grew up with a lot of developmental trauma as even as professionals who are out working in the field now. I 100% understand that. But let's continue this analogy as we differentiate between kitchen nook and these other types of friends. So the second of people when we're looking at our sweet little house and we move outside and we've got this little porch and it has a couple rocking chairs and a swing that's what i would call my small extended family um, by the way my kitchen nook girlfriends there might be four or five of them my front porch friends there might be like five or seven more in addition to my inside friends These threads are beautiful too. I mean, don't get me wrong. They provide a lot of richness in my life. Um, They're incredible and loving, but they might not always be available or they might have their own kitchen nook friends, but they love often the same things I love or we gather. We might have mutual interests. We might have um, children who are growing up the same way or in Uh, The similar circles, so to speak. We might have shared history together. They have a special place in my heart. I love spending time with them, right? I want to see these friends weekly, if not monthly, Um, you know, more frequently when I can. I'm going to gather with them at um, larger holiday gatherings, invite them to birthdays, those types of things. But they might not be the first people I call if I'm in a state of distress. And I think for me, one of the hardest things I've I've had to decipher as a a professional woman and mom is this really fine distinction between my kitchen nook friends and my front porch friends. And I think sometimes I have felt disappointed in people when I expected them to be kitchen nook friends, but they really are front porch friends because they're not reciprocating. Or maybe just as a season of my life, they they were um, kitchen nook friends and Now they're more front porch friends. And the thing that I'm trying to give myself grace about and my friendships grace about is that, you know, it's okay if those people have vacillated somehow because they served a, a a place in your life when it was really important and you can love them and, and continue to love them and be close to them. Even if they're in a different part of your house and a different part of your yard, aka your village. So I want to just give a lot of grace and space to that. And then finally, this other group is kind of like what I would call your backyard barbecue friends. And these people I also love, right? They're not less important in, to have in your life, but because they make up the rest of the village, right? We we might see each other a few times a year and we love to laugh and catch up. I want to hear about their life and their kids and what's bringing them joy. I enjoy their company. I love hearing about them. We share warmth and we share community and we look forward to getting together again. But I might not know if they're contemplating divorce. I might not know if they're struggling with their toddler's behavior. I might not know if their dad was recently sick or they're carrying extra stress or worry because... My hope is that they have their own kind of close kitchen nook friends that they're inviting into for coffee or whatever beverage you choose and and getting those immediate needs met because we all need those people. Um, so I don't know, when you're thinking about this analogy, maybe think about other parts you're missing. Maybe there's other friends that would be out in the yard or people that you need to be, keep outside the fence, right? We could have a whole episode on who we keep outside the fence. And, you know, there are toxic family members and people that have moved out of your life for different reasons, ex-spouses, um, friends who have hurt you who don't deserve a spot at that table anymore, and, or even on your front porch for that matter. Don't confuse these um, is what I'm trying to say. And, and if you have nobody at the kitchen nook, right, if, let me go back to those people. I really want you to begin doing some work to see if maybe some front porch friends you could allow in closer to allow yourself to be fully human and vulnerable and begin to share some things with people that you might be going through or experiencing because they want to be there. They want to show up for you. They may even want you to be a closer friend, but they're not sure how to ask. What I know for sure is that those people who are in the most intimate circles in your life determine your health and well-being. They show up for you. They help you feel loved and connected. And so that's why we do the circle of support for families, right? We know that relational health is a determining factor for long-term health. So it's critical that we figure this out. And it starts with us as professionals. So I want you to think about who are the people on my kitchen nook, my no matter what people, the people I could turn to for anything. And if I don't have anybody there or the people that are there are not being reciprocal, how do I recreate that special space? The special people who get to be part of the inner workings of my life. And outside of that, who are my front porch friends who are beautiful, celebrated friends who um, have mutual interests and hobbies and joys that we love catching up with and sitting and talking to. All of these spaces around our home, in our home and around our home, create this village that are so important for creating relational health and resilience. So I would love to hear back from you about how this is sitting with you as a professional. You know, we give so much of ourselves every day to our careers that we really have to think about how we're nurturing ourselves in a way that creates our own relational health and resilience. So I'd love to hear from you about how you're building your village, about how you're feeling confused by these different groups. Um, I want to talk more about what we could and should expect from this village, and I also want to say I hope that I get to be part of yours, even if I'm just celebrating you from next door um, or waving at you from outside of your fence, telling you you're doing a great job and you are worthy of love and beautiful relationships in your life. Um, I hope that this resonates with you as a professional and, and one way that we take care of ourselves is by taking care of relationships and letting people in i run a learning collaborative as as many of you know and it's a wonderful way to build community as a professional the link for that will be in the show notes because really building resilience is really about building relationships and it starts with us so think about your village think about your kitchen nook friends and your front porch friends and your barbecue picnic friends they're all beautiful they all have an important place in your life. And I hope you're building that village every day. Bye for now, friends. Well, that's it, friends. If you like what you're hearing in this space, I invite you to join us in the Provider Lounge, a learning collaborative to build resilience. It's an incredible group of physicians who meet monthly, get CME and lean into conversations about trauma, resilience and other tough topics. This is the most important medicine. Keep listening to other people's stories and let them transform you and keep sharing your own because your humanity will heal others. We'll talk soon.